Welcome to the Friday edition of the GRC podcast. Tonight I was at Trenton for Milan versus Trenton. Trenton knocked off Milan 21 to 7. The game was, I would say, not the prettiest game in the world. Uh, Milan and Trenton both started off the first few possessions. Um, They made mistakes. Uh, Trenton, uh, Milan got the ball first, uh, three, three and out. Trenton got the ball, drove down to the six-yard line where Gibson fumbled. Milan took over. They um, really a penalty, a lot of penalties on the drive by both teams. Uh, Got to about midfield, had to punt it. Um, The very next play on that uh, drive for Trenton, a 65-yard touchdown by Gibson. But it really didn't come that easy for Trenton all night. That was probably the easiest play. They did... um, they did score again in the second quarter, but um, they had an, a couple more uh, turnovers or uh, one more turnover in the uh, in the second quarter when they were driving. Milan, uh, they couldn't sustain drives. They would get penalties. They'd make mistakes on drives. Uh, Trenton's uh, scored in the second quarter, as I said, on a uh, on a drive where they uh, started from their own thirty seven yard line. So it was a sixty three. 63-yard touchdown drive. Uh, This time, Novak had a two-yard touchdown uh, to end this one. Uh, But uh, it went into halftime, uh, 14-0. Gibson tried a 40-yard field goal uh, as time expired, but uh, it was no good. In the second half, it was more mistakes, especially on the side of Milan, but uh, Trenton made a few themselves. Trenton had two more turnovers. Milan, uh, unofficially, I had I had somewhere around 16, 17 uh, penalties from Milan tonight. Trenton, uh, really the, the drive of the night, they started out uh, with about five minutes left in the third quarter. They started at the Milan four-yard line. They had a third and 15 from the Milan 20, and uh Griffin Coleman found gave Novak right in the middle of a bunch of Milan defenders. Uh, was it was one where he had to uh, basically thread the needle, and uh, Novak ran the ball um, after the catch. He had some yards after catch. Ended up with a 37-yard reception, first down, and then Sam Gibson did a lot more of the work on that drive. Um, he had an 11-yard run, another 16-yard run, and then punched it in from three yards to make it 21-0 Trenton. Milan on the very next play, um, Carlos Cotto had a 73-yard touchdown run uh, to make it 21-7. Uh, but from there on out, uh, there really wasn't uh, there wasn't any more scoring. Uh, both teams had uh, were able to get a some plays, a, a few drives of multiple plays and multiple first downs, but um, penalties just uh, continue to kill Milan and Trenton couldn't sustain another drive, but they pretty much had the game in hand. It ended up 21 to seven. Trenton with a win over Milan. Trenton goes to five and0. Uh, they're now three and0 in conference. Milan drops to uh, two and three, one and two in the GRC. I caught up with uh, both coaches. Uh, first, we have uh, Coach 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 Hickson from Trenton, and then Coach Mark Cole from uh, Milan. 
I'm here with Coach Hickson after a win over Milan, 21 to seven. Uh, Coach, I'm going to take you back to uh, a drive that you had in the third quarter. Milan had pinned you down uh, to the four yard line, and uh, you had a third and 15, a big play, a pass to uh, Novak. Tell me about what keyed that play. Well, we just uh, Coach uh, Croy's up in the box. You know, he he saw that they they had a bubble. Uh, kept trying to get the ball to, to Gabe. Uh, they they were taking Sam away from us. They weren't letting us. They weren't letting us run with Sam hardly at all. You know, and and they were basically just giving us uh, our jet. Uh, you know, taking taking everything else away from us. So, um, you know, they were they were eight nine guys in the box, and they were just sending people. So, you know, we we had to had to loosen them up a little bit. So. You know, I thought it was a good call by Coach Croy. Yeah, I think it was a key play, first down on third and 15. And then it did look like it loosened Sam up because he actually got a few uh, runs on that drive and ended up scoring the touchdown. And that was big because Milan came right back and scored. Uh, but the whole night, you were able to stop him. Other than that one play, you were able to stop him whole night, the whole night. What was the key to your defense tonight? Well, our, our kids just play hard. You know, um, they're, good, they're a good, solid football team, and, and we told them, so we told our guys it's going to come down to individual players making individual plays, um, and and I thought we did sporadically. You know, Sam at middle linebacker, uh, you know, Gabe Stark a couple of times, Gavin Cagle a couple of times, Tim Kimpton. So there were some individuals that were really excelling and and you know playing well tonight. So I know you, there were some struggles on offense. You had four turnovers tonight. I thought that was something that maybe you had gotten rid of this year for Trenton, but the turnover bug hit you a little bit. Uh, what do you need to do to fix that? Well, I think the, the one turnover down here, the very first turnover you had, uh, that kid had no intention of trying to tackle Sam. You know, Sam's a big physical kid, and, you know, he punched that ball from – Princeton, you know, he punched that thing out of there, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure I could have held on to the ball, um, you know. And then we, and then we just made some mistakes, and we have to, we have to get back in the practice field and iron those out. So, how can you, what can you take away from this game for the rest of the season? Well, I think you know we have a we have a, a policy that we, we try to get better every day, and we find one thing that we're going to get better at, and so um, you know there's going to be a lot of things on film that we can get better at. And, uh, you know, and then we got to play hard. We got to come out and play hard. And, and uh, I thought our kids were physical all night long, uh, but we had a couple of lulls there, and we have to, we have to stay on track. Well, I appreciate your time, and, and happy birthday tonight. Thank, thank you. All right, thank, thank you. you. I'm here with Coach Mark Cole from Milan. Uh, Coach, I want to start. Um, what really uh, made it tough to uh, move the ball on Trenton on their defense tonight? Uh, their their defensive line is very active. Um, they're very athletic, more so than you than you think, and more so than that appears on film. Uh, they got a great linebacking core with the Gibson kid at the Mike Backer, who just kind of gobbles things up. They're hard to block, and so you think you got something there, and they're athletic, and they come off of blocks or in a linebacker fills, and um, they're just a really really good um, defensive team between the tackles. And and again, I, because they're athletic and they move, and they they cause you some fits. You had a few uh, 
few times where you had some drives where it looked like you were moving the ball and then you made some mistakes. What happened tonight on those? Uh, it's, a, it's a combination of, uh, of a few things. You know, we got some pre-snap penalties. Um, you can't do that stuff. Uh, when you're playing a good defense, you can't hurt yourself before the snap of the football because they're doing enough to you after the snap. Mm -hmm. So we got to eliminate the pre-snap penalties. We had some, um, you know, we had a guy run a wrong route one time. We had a guy um, execute the wrong blocking scheme one time. So you put those two or three things out, and they, they, kill, they kill three good drives. And you get behind the sticks versus a good defense and stuff to overcome. And that's kind of been the story of some of our year. We've got to try to learn a little bit faster and fix those problems. What did you see tonight that you can take away from this game uh, into your next game? Um, you know, you know, we we fought. We didn't we didn't quit. I don't know if Trenton's played a twenty one seven game this year, so I'm proud of my kids for that. Um, we uh, we forced some turnovers. You know, you know, honestly, we did what we wanted to do. We wanted to force them to run on the perimeter and pass the football, and we did that. Offensively, we were able to run the ball. Um, maybe not all night long. But we were able to run the ball um, with some success, at least. So my kids fought hard. They competed. They played hard. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of them for that. We're, that's what we're trying to do around here. What are you looking forward to next week? Um, you know, it's homecoming week, so it, it's a fun week. Um, not a great opponent to play yeah. for your homecoming in the state-ranked Gallatin Bulldogs. And, and Chris does a great job with those kids, and they're super dynamic, very similar offense. Mm -hmm. um, they're going to threaten the edge. Um, they're going to run inside, and they're going to – be really good defensively. So I'm just looking for my kids to learn from tonight's dogfight and try to not make the little mistakes next week so we're not hurting ourselves. Well, I thank you for your time. I appreciate it, and good luck next week. You bet. Thanks a lot. Thanks. So here are some stats from the game. Remember, these are all unofficial, uh, compiled by me. Uh, 432 yards from Trenton. 321 yards on the ground, 111 yards through the air. Coleman Griffin was 6 for 14, passing for all 111 yards. Uh, 49 of those yards were to Gabe Novak, uh, 28 yards to uh, Tucker Otto. On the ground, 143 yards from Sam Gibson to lead the night. Gabe Novak had 133, all unofficial. Uh, on the Milan side, uh, they had 294 total yards, 221 on the ground. 8 for 14 for 73 yards, all from Amit uh, Niase. Uh, he also had 63 yards rushing. Uh, Carlos Cotto had 89, 89 yards rushing, 73 of them on that one touchdown run. Uh, 66 yards receiving from Jeremy Bennett tonight. Uh, also, I add 50 yards rushing from Darren DePorto. Uh, I caught up with Tom Johnson uh, after the game, and we talked about the game, uh, and he shared his thoughts on Trenton and Milan. I have Tom Johnson on the uh, GRC podcast. Uh, Tom, welcome. Thank you. Uh, so uh, Trenton uh, knocked off Milan 21-7. Uh, what were your impressions of the game? Not the prettiest game that other team has ever had. Trenton had four turnovers to Milan's two. I had Milan down for 16 penalties. I think you said maybe 17 or 18. So there's a couple of stats that would indicate those aren't real good stats for trying to win football games, but somebody had to win. And I thought, you know, you saw the same game I did. Milan acquitted themselves well and did a lot of things to pull an upset on the road, but Trenton, I thought, had much better a play in just moving the football between the 20s. Yeah, Trenton got a, a big run from Gibson, a 65-yard touchdown run uh, for their first score early, and it, it kind of put Milan behind the eight ball a little bit. And Milan, every time it looked like they were driving, they either had a penalty or they had a mistake, and they just couldn't sustain it. 
Yeah, it, it games like that they turn into games of field position, and you know, quite frankly, Prenton able to run the football. I think you know, unofficially, I had Gibson down for one forty, Novak down for one thirty four. You put those sort of stats up, and even if you turn the ball over four times, you're generally going to win that ball game because you're controlling the line of scrimmage, which has kind of been Trenton's key to victory for five Friday nights. Yeah, and you talk about field position. I think only one time did either team start in the other team's territory. That's when Trenton fumbled the ball uh, on their first possession uh, when, right, after, uh, right after Milan scored the touchdown. And other than that, I think every time uh, it, they started in the other territory. So it definitely was a game of field position, which really made it tough for Milan to, uh, to put together a long drive. Well, it's, tough it's really easy when, you know, Trenton's improved at throwing the football. I say all the time in the broadcast, Trenton can throw the ball, but don't get him confused with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not to that level, but it's something they've worked on and something with Wes Croy's offensive coordinator that they have the opportunity to go to more often. With with all that being said, there were so many turnovers tonight that turned out to be, you know, I think Rangia Trenton had one on fourth down where he picks it off at the one, and if you're a coach, yeah, you say, just drop that thing, you save us, right. but how are you going to tell the kid not to pick it off? Gibson fumbles the ball at the uh, three, Sam would be the first one to say that made him mad, but, you know, then Milan starts against a really stout defense at their own five, so you don't want to turn over the football, but I guess if you do, if your opponent starts within their own 10-yard line, and he got a good defense. That kind of works out in the long run, too. So I talked about uh, Trenton's first touchdown with Gibson 65-yard, but I think really the most important one was when Trenton started at their own four-yard line. They had a key play, a third and 15 on that drive. Uh, they were Gibson was really having a hard time getting some yards really early in the second half. Uh, and on that third and 15, they had a pass play. Novak was, was really kind of in the middle of the defense there, and, um, and uh, Coleman found him right in the middle between some Milan players, and he took off for, looks like I have down for a, about a 37-yard mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. gain on that. It was a really key play on that drive. It was a gutsy throw, because if yeah. you remember, Griffin had, I think he had two picks tonight, a couple of them, he would be the first one to say you can't throw late through the middle right? because those are in trouble. That one wasn't thrown late, but there was, as you said, there was a lot of traffic. That's a crossing pattern to Novak, and there was a lot of guys wearing green and gold, and somehow he got the ball to Gabe. And as I'm, as you saw tonight, you get the ball to number two in space. He, he can make people miss, but he's one of those long striders. He is dangerous in the open field and just getting better by the game for Trenton. And and I talked to Coach Hicks, and he said, he said that kind of opened up uh, – opened up Sam a little bit and Sam then had three rushes on on that play right after that catch and then he ultimately scored the touchdown on that drive so I think it opened him up a little bit that pass play it's not the most dynamic offense ever for Trenton but here's what people you know coach Hickson coached at Gallatin 20-25 years ago back in the 90s and he's well known in this area and everybody I talked about the Trenton Bulldogs just says you know what it took a couple of years because Trent took some lumps, but Coach Hickson has a Coach Hickson sort of team now, and that's just a really good, hard-nosed, right. well-coached football outfit. Yeah, this is a veteran team now. It was one that a few years ago they took their lumps. They tended to turn the ball over uh, a lot. I think this year they haven't been doing that other than maybe tonight. They they came back to, a little bit to the, the Trenton uh, turnover machine, uh, but uh, I think that's something Hickson will – 
fix and get right the ship. And he's doing a really good job. I asked him this last night at Dog Bites, the show we do uh, with Coach over at Hy-Vee next door. And as a broadcaster, we're guilty of this. Coaches admit that they, they, no, the coaches admitted that you know we're in a really tough district, so we're trying to find out some information on our potential opponents here four or five weeks down the road, but we can't get our kids looking that far forward. Right. 16, 17, 18-year-old kids, it's practice to practice, it's game to game, and they, they seem to have a really good balance. But if you do look at Trenton's district, and this is, we were talking about this before the podcast, you got Higginsville and Richmond who played tonight. It might be the best Higginsville team I've heard from some right. other people in 30 years. And oh, by the way, Macon, 4-0 coming in tonight, ranked number eight. Yeah. So if Trenton's going to do anything in districts, they're going to earn it. Yeah, it's definitely it's it's kind of uh, just disappointing and maybe disappointing. Of course, Trenton you Trenton could go into a district. I mean, and then they could knock off those teams. It's it's just, but it's a little disappointing that you, those teams are probably playing the higher, the bigger schools, mm-hmm. and Trenton's playing the smaller schools. It's not you know that's it's just a product of being in the GRC where there's class one schools. And they'll probably be fourth, even if they go unbeaten. They could still be fourth in that district, possibly. Well, their hope is yeah. Richmond loses tonight, so there's a loss. Richmond needs to lose another game, but quite frankly, in the MRVC, I think there's there's some pretty decent separation between Higginsville and Richmond and then everybody else. Right. So I don't know if there's another loss in the next four yeah. weeks coming to the MRVC for the Spartans. And, and for Macon, maybe Monroe City is about the only team I think that so might, might get them. Yeah, so. yeah that's that's pretty good conference, so we'll wait and see on Macon. But if Trenton gets a three or a four seed, it's been a long time, if ever, that this facility has hosted a district game. Right. And this is, as Wes Croy likes to tell me, this is a football town. This, if, and I think it's, I think I feel pretty secure in saying Trenton will have a game sometime in late October, November here at CF Russell Stadium. This place will be live. So uh, I want to turn, turn to Milan just a little bit. Milan's now two and three. They've had some tough losses. That Putnam, I think, was a disappointment for them. I, this was probably a little bit of a disappointment in them, although Trenton was favored in the game. They probably thought they had a chance. They've got Gallatin next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Gallatin's going to be favored in that game. Milan's had a really tough time right now, and, and uh, you know, what, what do you think Milan needs to do to right the ship? They seem like they have some pieces. I think they just ran into a team that's just a little bit more gelled. You know, Trenton's senior heavy, and it's senior heavy with three years of experience because these right. guys took lumps as sophomores. I think Milan probably needs to get a little bit more in the passing game, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But I think some of the pieces are there. And quite frankly, you play a team that's 5-0, and that's about two, two-and-a-half times your size enrollment-wise, 21-7's not bad. Right. Just Milo knows how to play, but I thought they acquitted themselves well. They're going to be a factor in that uh, Class 1 district. Well, Tom, I don't know if you have any other thoughts about tonight, uh, but uh, you know, I think this was a, a good win for Trenton. It, it was an ugly win for Trenton, yeah. but it was a good win for Trenton. Uh, but I don't know if you have any other thoughts about about tonight or or uh, how this is going. It's. It, I'm interested to see how Trenton handles victories that they can learn from, because they had a rough third quarter at Putnam County when the Midgets kind of went to some hurry up last week, and in the game tonight. I don't know if Trenton had a rough patch, but certainly they had some things that if you do against a little bit better opponents in districts, perhaps, you're probably not going to win. So I think they know they need to get better, but you're still talking about a team that's 5-0. and And oh, by the way, 
We'll talk about this as media folks. I'm trying not to talk it so uh, talk about it so much because the Bulldogs have a couple of road games against mm -hmm. Polo and Maysville. There's a Gallatin Trenton game at Start Loom right. a pretty big one, isn't there? Yeah, and that one and I'm I'm hoping to be back for that game and we can talk about that game once we uh once I come back that, that week. But yeah, yes. it, if football season goes quick, that's a what, week eight, so that's three weeks from right. tonight. That yes. is November the uh, not November, oh, October the fourteenth. Yes. So uh just folks, if you want to watch maybe the best GRC matchup with the most hype since the GRC expanded in two thousand sixteen. It might be Gallatin Trent. Yeah. That's going to be a doozy. On the 11-man side, I don't think we've seen one with this much anticipation. If I'm yes. a betting man, and I know if somebody hears this and you want to use it, bulletin board material by all means, but it's, I think it's going to be 7-0 against 7-0. Yeah. Gallatin Trent. I wouldn't be surprised. So I appreciate it. Have fun. Well, thank you, Tom, and appreciate your time. Not a problem. Okay. Have a good night. You too. I'd like to thank Tom Johnson for taking time out to uh, talk to me after the game. Next week, I will be at Maysville for Princeton versus Maysville on Friday night. Uh, the night before on Thursday, however, I will be at the GRC softball championship game. North Andrew will be hosting Polo. Uh, they will be uh, playing each other for the softball championship. Polo is ranked number one in Class 1. North Andrew was ranked number two. They did drop a couple of games last week to some very good teams, Platte Valley and North Platte, uh, but they will be coming into that game very highly ranked. Both teams are very good. It should be a good game. North Andrew will be hosting Polo for the GRC Championship game in softball. That will be Thursday night next week. I'll have coverage of that game, and then I'll have coverage of the Princeton-Maysville game, football game, on Friday night. So catch us next week on the GRC Podcast.